0: man and his amazing friends hello steg fans and listeners of this podcast and welcome back to Stegman man and his amazing friends uh we're back the venom boys are back uh after a few a few brief dalliances um we're back in full force with the venom boys themselves i am producer boy ethan i'm uh tagging him this week for griffin uh because he sadly passed away last night mm-hmm, uh, amid a hail of gunfire too much um, suppleness but uh, the world yeah. couldn't handle it yeah too supple for his own good for sure um but you know the show's not about us the show is not about us the show is about legendary comic book artist and uh Marvel superstar Ryan Stegman how you doing Ryan
1: good how you doing
0: uh i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm i've been better I'm a little sick. My voice is a little raspy. Uh, but the okay. show isn't about me. The show is not about us. The show is about you and legendary comic book writer and Marvel superstar, Donnie Cates. How are you doing, Donnie?
2: I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm tired. Um, I want people to know at home that I am sitting alone in a hotel room in Kentucky and literally two doors down from me is Ryan Stegman sitting alone in a hotel room because we're all such professionals that we could not figure out for the life of us how to record this all in the same room.
0: And I'm sure the audience is asking themselves, you know, well, the audio still isn't even that good, so uh, you couldn't have figured something out. But no, this is the best possible outcome uh, from the ingredients mixed in. Yes.
2: Yeah, you know what, audience? Fucking you come do it you know you come do it we tried it it and we're not listen we are above average at best comic book makers Um, Uh, we are not good at anything else oh I'm terrible Um, at everything Ryan and I have been in New York for a few days planning uh, big new secret things and we are both without our wives and Ryan and I are, are, are helpless children we can't like, we can't hail a cab by ourselves. We're such, we're so pathetic. And then we had to be, get the bright idea of bringing technology into the mix. Um, mm-hmm. And we're then completely surprised at how and bad are. I mean, we are Griffin
0: and I are professional podcasters, you know, but working with you guys, communicating <laughs> with you guys is like talking to a couple of brick walls. I know. A couple of baby boomers over here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah so
1: I'm you know what Gen z or whatever i don't know mm-hmm.
2: i'm just i'm i'm just the young voice of a generation i don't even know what i am i don't adhere to your labels um but um yeah you're you're fucking welcome america you know we did it here we are
0: we're doing it we're doing no it. matter what obstacles get in our way now what are we doing well it's especially important that we get this discussion going today i mean it's not coming out today but it's you know we're recording today, uh, on the day the release day the big mm-hmm. release of Absolute mm-hmm. Carnage number that's five. So yeah, are we um, pretending
2: that this is Wednesday?
0: They don't know what. Day yeah, because it's so that's Thursday.
2: I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. We'll pull down the curtain. I mean, even it is Thursday. but even, like we even, missed it.
2: Well, I appreciate your attempt at a ruse, but also. Um, No matter when they listen to this it's for sure not the day it came out
0: so yeah but it would have sounded like we had planned this whole thing of like oh it's a post-release commentary kind of thing but you know what that's gone now that's gone yesterday absolute carnage number five came out the big finale to you guys summer event how you guys feeling now that it's all wrapped up it's all out of your system uh
2: really tired (laughs) because the thing is um earlier this year, literally the the earliest that this year can be, uh this January, like last January, um Ryan and I were in a Marvel Creative Summit. Um just Ryan and I, Devin Lewis, um Danny, Nick Lowe, um CB Sabolski, Joe Casada, Tom brevoort the whole gang, and we were planning uh absolute carnage. that was Mm -hmm. January of this year, right? And now it is November, and the last issue has come out. And what were we doing on the day that that book came out, Ryan? Planning something else. We were back in that same room with the same people Mm -hmm. planning the next big, huge thing. Um, It's very weird, very surreal, but... You know, because we are the hardest working people in comics, we celebrate it by working to give you guys more of the quality content that you deserve.
0: That's right. And you're, and you're so committed to the fans that the day that the issue comes out, the very uh-huh. Wednesday, yeah. you're here a. a podcast. This is 7 a.m. that Wednesday. Event. Yeah. We, are, we work so
2: hard that we are both in New York planning an event and somehow in Louisville attending yep. a Comic-Con. Amazing.
0: There's no rest for comic creators. There really isn't. No, there's not. That's how much you guys love the fans. I mean, is there anything that you guys can say about the next big thing that you guys have I'm planned? I've already or?
1: bit my tongue so many times because I keep almost saying stuff. Everything you I keep think, on I'm almost. like, oh yeah, I can't say that.
2: I bet you're like me, you keep on almost saying the title of it, don't you? Oh
1: my god, yes.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, I will I say this. I on the
1: podcast even before we had the summit, so...
2: Yeah, I I I will say this. um, You know, if you've if you guys have read Absolute Carnage number five, um, our meeting had to do with some of the things that that uh, that happen in that story. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, if you
0: yeah, I don't know if this is necessary to say, but spoilers for Absolute Carnage (laughs) number one through five.
2: yeah, uh, sincerely, because we got, we, we got in trouble for this, and it's a, it's, it's a solid point that we should be careful about because not everyone is able to get, get their comics, you know, on time. So I'll give a big, wide berth here to anyone who has not read issue five. Um, we are going to spoil something, and um, I'll, I'll count down from five, so if you haven't read it, um, get ready to hit pause, okay? Uh, so five, four, three, two, one... Okay, if you're still here, okay, cool. So Absolute Carnage, as you guys uh, can see, um, we kept on, you know, Ryan and I kept on talking, and we kept on saying that Absolute Carnage is what we call the end of, like, Act One uh, of, uh, for, our, for our Venom run, right? Our magnum opus. And, right, and so I think that you can probably see what we mean by that now, right? Because, yes, Cletus Cassidy, Dark Carnage, has been defeated, um, and yes, Dylan Brock is safe and everything, but um, the world is doomed. Eddie Brock yes. had, a, had a choice uh, to save his son or save the world, and he did what any good father would do. He saved his son, and he doomed the whole world because null is free, and God is coming, uh, but for real this time. Um, and so, again, I, you know, we talk about when we do these, like, these breakdowns for these issues that like there's a kind of a grand plan that you have to kind of be like 30,000 feet up. Right. Well, you know, issue one of venom ended with the line, God is coming, you know, and that's this is where we've been going this entire time. And now null is free. And so, um, bigger things to come way bigger. I mean, we, I mean, Ryan, you were in the room, man. I mean, can you believe how much bigger this next thing is compared to absolute carnage?
1: it's massive it, it's like it covers everything it's going to be nuts it's going to be hard yeah. to draw i know that much <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um yeah i mean we were ryan was just saying that that it, that he knows that this next thing that we're doing is going to be really hard to draw and i remember like we were in this room and i kept on just like throwing these big ideas and these like huge things and i would just look over at ryan and he had this cocked eyebrow at me and it's like for real dude Yes, you're just I gonna. Win. I said, "Hey, hey, do you
1: know how to draw that?"
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was like, "I ain't got to. I ain't yeah. gotta fucking worry about drawing it." Um, so yeah, man, it's um, it's been a really great um past week. You know, and it's really uh, fortuitous and uh, um, wonderful that uh, Ryan and I got to be in the same room as each other, planning this new big great thing as the last thing uh, hit and. For the most part, it seems like you guys seem to like it.
0: Absolutely, I mean, people, yeah, people are going crazy about it. For I've been seeing part. all kinds of crazy For reactions on Twitter. People are loving it. <laughs> it is worth mentioning that in the last episode that we had Ryan and Donnie, the Venom boys, on, we were doing a breakdown of uh, director's commentary on Venom, on Absolute Carnage number one. Um, we got the chapter three. But listen, you've read it. That was like six months ago. Uh-huh. What are you? What are we doing?
2: And, like, look, I, I, we, 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 we had an argument about this off mic. I, I, we covered it in, that it in that what happened was we were covering part two, and we were going really in-depth, but then we had to go, and we had a bunch of Twitter questions. And so Ryan goes, okay, chapter three, they fucking go to Ravencroft, and, and Norman Osborn gets got by Carnage. And so that we fucking covered it. That's what happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, I'm sorry. Everyone will have to live with that being the ending of the Absolute Carnage number one breakdown because we're moving on. We're moving on. We're talking the whole series, uh, number one through five. It's also worth addressing that in that last episode, Mm -hmm. um, Donnie referred to us, the producers, as Edgar and Gordon, uh, when in fact our correct names are Ethan and Gordon. Um, hey, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah R.I.P. Gordon. Someone um, check your text. But yeah, let's move on past Absolute Carnage number one. Let's talk about this whole goddamn thing. Let's break it wide open.
1: Let's talk about our, our favorite, our favorite moments. Okay? okay. Okay. I was. You do one. Yeah, yeah. I'll do one. Oh man. We'll, we'll try to go in order from, you know, what happened in issue two. I don't even remember.
2: Mm. Miles. Miles gets taken. Um man. Oh, yeah. F- fun scene where uh, Peter and uh, and and Eddie are on the rooftop, lying next to each other, like they're at camp. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that I, was a cool scene. I, yeah, like say, that was, that's,
1: that spread was really fun to draw. The uh, the flying in the the triptych of panels as Spider Man throws Eddie onto the roof, and then they are yeah. in there and just being exhausted. They were our conduits at that moment, me and Jeremy yeah. making this book, laying, looking at the stars, being like, what the hell are we doing?
2: Yeah. Um, and then issue three... Boy. Uh, hey, what we glossed
1: th- over Matt Gargan getting paralyzed in issue
2: Oh, that's right! Issue two, Matt Gargan gets stone-cold paralyses.
0: Um, yeah, I was curious, because in the early episodes of the podcast, before Absolute Carnage like really got rolling, you guys had a lot of uh, points where you were like, very excited for specific moments that were gonna that were coming. You were like, "Ooh, everybody, fucking wait for um, the moment in issue three and whatever." So I, w- I wanted to know, you know, how you guys felt about those moments rolling around and what was the most exciting to see come realized um, in the in the final product. Well, that's
1: I mean the the Gargan scene for sure, and the the Miles being taken because, um, you know, Miles had never been yeah symbiote infected.
2: Yeah, baby's first symbiote. That was fun. That was that's kinda, it's kind of it's kind of cool to be the like a part of the team that gave that gave Miles his first, um, you know, interaction with a symbiote, or not interaction because you know obviously he did in the Ultimate line, but like being bonded to one, you know. Right. Um, I'd say We're both that. We're big
1: fans of Miles.
2: Oh, absolutely, huge fans. Um, and um, uh, really fun to write that. To, to write that, and, and I thought that the the miles tie-in uh was one of our strongest tie-ins as well um i'd say that yes i i would say that um as far as big moments that people really reacted to and stuff i i remember being in the room and all of us it, it it dawning on us all at the same time that the hulk has never won a symbiote
1: yes that was the big moment in the room
2: yeah we were like wait is that can that be true is that possible? And um, you know, getting we to do that. We had
1: interns all, all over it because yeah, we were convinced that we were crazy.
2: Yeah, like, surely it happened. And then, like you know, it, it it had happened in art, like there was a variant cover that did it right. But um, but uh, yeah, that's so that was that was really cool to do. Um, favorite moments. Um,
1: well, that, yeah, so we go to issue three, and we uh, one of my favorite things about that was the scene. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to praise your writing, the scene where uh, Carnage gives the sex and violence speech.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And that upshot where, where uh, the doppelgangers bust in. Uh, yeah. What does he say? I am sex and violence. I'm. Uh, I,
2: am, I am the wickedness of this whole sick fucking world. Um, just, you know my name now, scream it. something like that. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: that was very much like his Heisenberg speech. It really was.
2: Know. It was his big like statement and I really I I remember calling Ryan from Australia. I was actually in Sydney and I was trying to crack issue three open. I couldn't figure out how to do it. And then I because like that's that issue was not, that's not how that issue was was planned. Um, it is. I forget what it was originally, but I called Ryan from Australia, and I was just like, "Hey, man, I think I have a better idea of how to like get Carnage here," and um, and it was it was that it was it was is the creepiness of Eddie standing there and then being revealed to be Cletus and then giving that speech. Actually, I don't think I told you about the speech. I think I went down and I went in my hotel room and I wrote that speech down.
1: Yeah, no, I, I didn't know anything about it till I got the script. Yeah, 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 I got chills reading it.
2: Oh, good, good. That was really, you know, that speech is, like, really, really heavily inspired from Carnage Mind Bomb, you know, like, he he talks about that very thing, he talks about, like, how society blames everything on him, about, like, you know, society blames, like, mass shootings on him, and, like, violence, and video games, and all that shit, you know, and so it was really me just doing my best um, Ellis impersonation. Um,
1: Can we give a little peek behind the curtain? Can you tell us? I mean, I remember, but do you remember what our initial plan was for how that scene played out with the Hulk getting the symbiote?
2: Do you remember?
1: Yeah, I do. I just, I'm, I'm curious if you are okay with talking about that because we changed it.
2: Uh, I'm sure I'm okay talking about it. I don't, I don't think I remember.
1: It was that Eddie was go- his big.
2: Oh yes, yeah. yes, you're right. Yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. okay. He,
1: uh, <laughs> he was going to give. He was going to tell everybody that he had this great plan. They were all going to trust in him. He's going to give the Hulk his symbiote, put it on uh, the Hulk, and the Hulk was going to, and Carnage was just going to walk up to him and be like, "Yeah, right," and stab him, you know. Well, it was. Back. It was a little
2: bit different than that. It was. It okay. was, it was, it was Eddie, I w- originally it was going to be this idea of Eddie, um, was trying to control all the situations too much and, and, and knew that he wasn't like, he's not Cap, he's not, he's not Peter. Like he needs to, he needs to like win by, you know, not being in control of the situation. And so what he was going to do was he was going to, he was going to take it off and like give it to someone and we weren't going to see who he gives it to, but then. That's right he was going to walk outside in like a black t-shirt and jeans and just go right up in Carnage's face. And Carnage is going to reach out and try and grab the symbiote off of him because he thought it was a shirt. And he was going to like come back with a handful of shirt and be like, wait, where's your symbiote? And then Bruce Banner walks out carrying it in like a little jar thing and Carnage kills Bruce Banner and then Hulk comes out of that. And so right. that was the original plan. But then I, I thought, I thought it's way better if everything just feels really out of control. And, 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 and Eddie, you know, Eddie kind of changing and like growing, um, into this figure who's like, you know, Venom used to be like the lethal protector. He used to just drop bodies all the time. And then in Absolute Carnage, you start to see him kind of growing out of that a little bit and like, not really like his focus is, it's not, it's not not that he didn't want to kill Norman Osborn as much as he just needed to get home to his kid. Like his... His, his focus and his attention is more on Dylan and protecting his son than it is about, you know, enacting any sort of petty vengeance or anything. But then you have the symbiote who has his own ideas about his kid, All right. So you have, like, these two fathers or, you know, one's the offspring. It's not gendered, right? But um, So Eddie's, Eddie's changed because of his child. But then the Venom symbiote has to deal with its child. And it's just like, no, if you're not going to fucking do this, I am. You know, Mm -hmm. and so it kind of came about these like two different paths of like these two uh, parents in a way.
1: And I also think that the change happened because then we had space for a Hulk and Carnage fight because they added the fifth issue. Because when we initially planned it, it was four issues and we just weren't going to have time for a real slugfest, you know.
2: Yeah, and, like, we were going to have to, yeah, because so if fans know, you know, it was originally solicited for four issues, you know. Um, it was really kind of seven because, uh, well, three, four, five, kind of six, right, because the first issue was 60 pages. It's three issues in, in one. Um, but, like, the more Ryan and I started talking about it and the more I just, I was just so desperately trying to make space for everything. and um, And, you know, you have this Hulk fight. You have this Hulk versus D- Dark Carnage fight sitting right in the middle of it, and like we got some flack for that fight not being long enough as it as it even sat. But like if I didn't push for us to get that fifth issue, it was gonna be, I think it was gonna be in issue three that fight. Like he was gonna become Hulk and fight and lose in three. I, uh, I would
1: urge anybody that thinks that that fight was too short to pick up the Incredible Hulk tie-in because al handled that so well
2: totally yeah and um you know i i'm I'm looking at twitter here and we're getting some questions in and like there's a there's a question here that says um uh you know how did you guys um you know how did you guys feel about uh having to like fit everything into just five issues right um or no i'll I'll say his this guy's name is echo spider it's danny mcclunky um, he says, what was what, what was the biggest challenge in only having five issues to tell your story? Um it's hard, man. It's I mean there's really... actually seven. Yeah, yeah, there is, right? But like it's hard, you know? And I'll I'll say it. This is my first event. You know, I've never written an event before and you know, I definitely have learned a lot from it. Um I've learned how to like, you know, uh build the uh build the structure a little bit better so that we have more 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 time for the for the falling action after the climax, you know, because um, mm-hmm. I I hear some of the criticisms mm-hmm. of our book that like issue five felt rushed, and I, I hear you, man. Definitely, I was I was begging for extra pages too, you know. But that was the that was the um, that was the edict, you know. I'm I'm really proud of the book. I think it's great. Um, would I have liked some more pages at the end?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, we we could have expanded that to a hundred pages, and still we would have felt like we didn't have yeah. enough room.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about um, because you brought up the Immortal Hulk tie-in issue uh, that Al Ewing wrote, and I I wanted to say I really love that issue, and and this is one of the few events where I really made sure I went and read every tie-in, and god like i i thought the tie-ins were really well uh really well tied together really well tied into the central story um and i thought that the quality across the board was just great like there were there were so many great ones we had you know we had f- uh fucking frank tieri on the show and uh, all of his tie-ins like with uh, absolute carnage versus deadpool um and oh my god i really loved the separation anxiety tie-in issue um I just thought that uh, it was all really well handled as like kind of a line-wide event, and so I just wanted to know what you guys thought about uh, what, what you guys, what the process was for you guys as far as uh, communicating with the other writers and artists and uh, and and lining up these tie-ins to the story and and making it all work together. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, you you know, uh, you know, Ryan and I are lucky enough to where like a lot of the people involved in our tie-ins were either you know, people that we are friends with or know. I mean, the comic industry is so small, you tend to know everybody, right? Um, and so it was a lot of just like phone calls. And, you know, I've done both. I've like, I've, um, I've tied into books and I, now I've had people tie into me. And, you know, I got a lot of advice from like Jason and Jonathan, these guys who have done these big mega events. You tend to just, when you're on the main event, you tend to just put your head down and tell your story. And the job becomes for the writers and the artists who are tying in to do just that, to tie in, you know, to like find their inroads and stuff. And, you know, sometimes I build inroads in, you know, like certainly with Absolute Carnage, there's a lot of like, okay, I'm Spider-Man and I'm going to go over here and do this thing. Right. Or like like like, oh, hey, this, you know, um, like, you know, but but yeah, but you look at like Al Ewing's Hulk thing. He found a road. Like he found a place to tell his story, right? Like all that, all the setup was there. Was like, you know, Hulk get a symbiote, gets into this crazy ass fight, and he went in and found his, he found it, found his
0: daylight. You know, a perfect inroad, yeah,
1: yeah, it's, and
0: it fits so well into his book as well. Absolutely, with all of Bruce's psychological shit. Yeah, like, and so I mean, yeah, that's so kind of
2: also what I learned too. Is just like to, I think that I may, I might have kept a bit of a, 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 too much of a tight rein. On the tie-ins uh, in so much as not that i was giving anybody notes or anything but that i was trying to reflect everyone's tie-ins in our event whereas i should have just let them live as worlds of their own and just like like put the pedal to the metal in our series and just let people find roads in i don't know if that makes any sense for anybody who's listening but um but yeah you know with guys like frank that we're friends with you know frank would just text me or call me or email me and. You know, certainly Devin and Danny would, would send me all the scripts and, you know, um, that's kind of, I mean, Ryan really not so much because Ryan had to keep his head down and, and just like crank out pages.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking because uh, Ethan mentioned separation anxiety and, and we just had dinner with uh, Brian Level, So I was, he's one of my good friends and he drew that book. And so I got to see a lot of that as he was doing it. And, you know, he would kind of ask me questions about how he uh, he thought it should be and everything. So that was cool.
2: Yeah. Um, really quick, um, really quick, this is a cool question I just looked at, um, at Maximum Jpool, uh, asked uh, her, 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 I assume her, her handle is Immortal Jesse. I guess I could be a guy too. Um, says, I know the podcast is audio only, but is the panel of Dylan using his abilities to blast the Carnage symbiote meant to mirror the time Null did the same thing to Eddie in Venom number three? Correct. Yes, it is. he's got
1: the two images, too. Yes, Yes, absolutely.
2: Yes, they are. Uh, good, good shot. Good uh, good looking out, man. Yeah, uh, we can't say any more than that. Yes, we can't say any more than that, but yes, correct. Um, Ryan, did you, you, uh, you see any questions on there that you like?
1: Uh, Charles Soul asks, did you ever think about calling it Absolutely Carnage? No. We did think about calling it That's So Carnage. Well, I have
2: Charles blocked,
1: so I couldn't read
2: that.
0: <laughs> you mentioned tying everything back into the main story and everything. I mean, I, f- I find all of that really gratifying. Like, the moment uh, that the Lethal Protectors from their tie-ins showed up in number five, I was, I was like, I found that really exciting. I don't know. I think that's really cool, like, that level of detail. And I think all the nerds out there uh, find it equally exciting. It's I'm less... really
1: hoping we get an omnibus of, with just all of it in, in yeah. like one package.
2: It's less I think I, I, I let me rephrase, I think that if I had to learn anything going forward for my next event and everything, um, is it, it's not so much that I wouldn't tie in like the conclusions of tie ins into my event. I wouldn't set things up as much. You know, I wouldn't spend so much time like like, you know, making sure and like building roads out of it. Um,
1: yeah, I think that we we spent a lot of time in – we had so much space in issue one because it feels like you have forever when you have 60 pages. Yeah. And we use those 60 pages well, I, I, I think. But, you know, I do too. To I do too. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. But I, listen, I love that, that issue one.
2: And listen, I don't want anyone to think that like we don't love the book and, and we're not and we're not proud of it. I ab- absolutely. But every every new every new hurdle that you jump over as a creator, you learn something from and you look back and you and you see where you could have improved and you and and you know how you can do it better next time. So, I don't want anyone to think that Ryan and I are not proud of it or or Oh
1: no, I'm I'm uh, 100% proud of yeah. everything that we did and I think that yeah. Just to be clear.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, 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 you know, we we're very proud of it. But, but, but again, you know, you know, artists are their, are their own, you know, uh, are their own biggest critics, right? So.
0: I guess just to wrap up our absolute carnage review, what uh, score would you guys give it out 10. of ten?
2: Ten, like a million tens, a million, a million tens uh, out of ten. Well, tens. T-
0: tens all around here. Well,
2: uh, the fact that we fucking got it done and it sh- all shipped on time. Is, and I
0: drew all of it except for those yeah.
1: pages from Bagley, but that was a strategic thing. So. You know
2: what? I'm that's actually when you say the favorite moments and stuff. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's so fucking cool that we were able to pull that it Bagley is. thing off. Yeah, because you know, <coughs> because um, you know, this is you know, again, spoilers. Um, and you know, what? I'll do a countdown again because you might have fast forwarded to the other one. Um, three, two, one. Here comes the big spoiler. Absolute cars number five. Cletus Cassidy dies, and Mark Bagley is the creator, uh, co-creator of Carnage. So to have him come in, and um, and not only come in, but like kind of redraw a scene from an older book of his that I read as a kid, you know that scene where we see you know Eddie Eddie in the cell with Cletus. The first time I ever see Cletus, he's sharing a cell with Brock, and you know Brock is shirtless doing pull-ups, and to go like to rewind that scene by like an hour you know and like get to do that scene with Mark was such a an incredible honor um if you go back and you look at Cletus's first appearance he's on the top bunk and he has headphones in listening to his walkman and Eddie is shirtless doing pull-ups and if you go and read this scene Eddie tells him to get on the top bunk and Carnage gets his walkman out and puts his headphones in right as eddie starts to do pull-ups and so it's like it really is like you know 20 seconds before we first meet cletus in the main title so i was really oh and the opening line of absolute carnage number five is um um do you know do you do you want to know why you're gonna die um which cletus is saying through through those bars do you want to know why you're gonna die is the first line that carnage ever speaks when he has his symbiote on The first time you ever see carnage in the costume um on screen the first words that he says are do you want to know why you're gonna die and so that's why that's in there
0: this is what a director's commentary is for that was such a nice surprise with frank martin's colors as well and the way that it kind of blended you you and bagley's art together oh my god so complimentary beautiful stuff yeah i thought that was
1: cool i thought that frank really tied it all together well
2: totally totally um
1: I have one question here I want to answer. Okay. okay. We've just yeah. talked about this at dinner. Okay. The question comes from Dante Bort Drager. Oh, okay. At Shadow Bort, I don't know. Okay. Shadow Bort 15. Okay. Yeah, all right. What's up What's up with Spidey's mask getting fixed at the end of the book? P.S. Mm. I love this finale. That wins you a no prize. That, that wins you a no prize. prize. <laughs> So uh, we were talking about maybe I can fix it for the trade, but really what what ends up happening is I was working so fast and there was so much happening in the book that it just, you know, must have slipped my mind. I didn't realize it until people started pointing it out to me. Uh, I also, there was a a period in there because I was supposed to be, before it became five issues, I was supposed to be done with the book at this point. So I had scheduled a vacation. So between the pages where his mask was, uh, you know, messed up and where it wasn't, I had gone on a week-long vacation and completely forgotten that his mess was messed up. So, right. you know, that's that's a peek behind the curtain. I fucked up. I yeah. apologize to anybody I hurt.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Are you still comfortable leaving your grade at a ten out of ten with that knowledge?
1: I I'm giving it an eleven out of ten. Uh,
2: yeah, I think it okay. adds to it. I think that I think it takes a really big person to admit when they fucked up.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right.
2: I think it. I really. It makes you into a really great guy, Ryan. <laughs> I'm really proud of you, dude. Thank you, bro. No, dude, it's all good. Um, I want to answer a question from 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 Twitter at Mean Old Mr. Grinch uh, asks: Will Thor tie into this at all in the future? My theory was that the black crown that Thor has on the new covers was symbiote. Incorrect. That is not true. Uh, his black crown is because he is king, um, and you'll understand what his new costume, why his new costume looks like that. And Thor number one on sale in January, and because this will be coming out. After the final order cut off for Thor and after I've done some interviews and like, there's a little bit more information out there, I'll just go ahead and say this. Uh, there's information coming out about Thor now that um, people seem to think points to some Null stuff. Um, there's something called the Black Winter um, that is happening in Thor. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I don't want you guys walking into something and getting let, and let down. Thor Are is. You allowed
1: to say this right
2: now? Am I allowed to say it?
0: Yeah, you're
1: giving what, stuff away.
2: I'm not giving anything away. I'm saying that it doesn't have anything to do with null. That like
0: no, I would I would assume you'd be fine saying what's not in something. Yeah, what's
2: it's not bloody, in it? Yeah, what's not in it? in it, the
0: black winter.
2: That's been that's out there.
0: I read that on Newsarama. Yeah, oh, that's, okay, that was yeah that's call.
2: in okay. the that's in the solicitations. No one knows what that means yet though. Like they 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 just heard those words and they're like oh that's a null thing right um, it's not um, I'm not gonna say that Thor will never interact with the Venom Thor or the Venom null of it all but Thor is a brand new like era of storytelling for myself at Marvel there's there's um, all new mythologies being built um,
1: it's great I read it today uh, Donnie sent it to me i love it nick cline is a beast oh my god makes me feel bad about my own art so yeah
2: yeah yeah um so yeah don't i i listen in the same way that when i came onto venom you know it didn't tie into thanos or dr strange or anything like that i was starting the like 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 the birth of a new mythology at marvel that's what i'm doing with thor so will it ever intersect no comment but at least the book that's on sale in January and for the foreseeable future, Thor is the beginning of something entirely brand new.
1: Really great stuff. Thank you, buddy. I'm excited for people to read that.
2: Thanks, man. Do you have a
1: question you want to read, Ryan? Uh, sure. Um. Well, all these ones they're asking. Okay, we'll, we'll answer this question from Matthew Drum Addict, Hurtline Peace of Mind 313. Okay. He asks, "How far in advance do you guys map out the stories and art?" I would say, "So we, we already said that we, we mapped out this story in January, uh, th- you know, it kind of morphs as it goes." But right. we, you also had this story when we started Venom.
2: Yeah, I mean, when is, we is crazy. yeah, when we started Venom two years and change ago, is that right? Um, I I, I the first time I ever get on the phone with Ryan, I walked him through. Arc One, Arc Two, Arc Three, which is Absolute Carnage, Arc Four, which is Venom Island, Arc Five, which is something else, Arc Six, which is something something else. Um, I and like and like Ryan said, yeah, like it, it it evolves and like small beats change and like how the story is kind of put together changes. But the moments, like the huge moments, like, you know, um, Cletus being resurrected and getting the Grendel Symbiote and Ultimately, you know, Cletus's death triggering Noel's reawakening. I mean, I told Ryan that story two and a half years ago. I mean, all those those pieces have never changed. It's just how we get there that has changed, you know?
1: Uh, Here's a good question for you, Donnie. Okay. Uh, After the events, this is from At Babylon's Lament. Okay. After the events of Absolute Carnage, does Norman still believe he's Cletus, or is he back to being Norman? Also, after the events of ASM 31, is Norman Cletus aware that he's carrying a visitor in his head? But also, there's another question that goes along with it. Is Norman still alive? Mm. (laughs) Do you really want to get into this? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is (coughs) other stuff. Um, Go ahead and just, just stick around. Yeah, yeah,
2: I would, I would, I would, I would. um, uh, For all of your, for all of your Norman Osborn, Wears Cletus's symbiote kind of um, loose ends uh, questions, I would definitely do myself a favor and make sure that my comic book shop uh, ordered Venom Island uh, from myself and Mark Bagley, beginning in Venom number twenty one.
1: Oh, yeah, and I've been seeing art from that, too, and it's amazing. Yeah, Bagley's it's a beast. Yeah, Bagley's on fire. I already said Nick Klein's a beast. I'm going to change that, what I said. Uh, Bagley is a
0: monster. Mas- a master monster.
1: A master, that's correct. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Norman is just on vacation. He's hanging out on Venom Island. Yep, that's yeah,
1: right. That's what this one's whole one's about. Yeah. It's like those Batman Catwoman issues where they're just <laughs> on vacation.
2: At Peace of Mind 313 asks... Is Dylan a living codex, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, so on, so on, so on, so on, so on, all in caps. Jesus Christ, yes, I answered this in like Venom number 18 or something. Like, people are like, why aren't you revealing things about Dylan? What is Dylan? What is Dylan? I was like, you guys, I've been telling you what Dylan is in 17, 18, and 19. And if you really want definitive explanation of what dylan is why he is and what he is here for read venom 20 i can't be any more plain than that venom number 20 sets up if you thought that absolute carnage set up big big things venom number 20 is maybe um i'm just gonna say this and i i this is gonna sound insane but this might not be um uh, hyperbole uh, uh, Venom number 20 might be one of the most important comics in, at Marvel uh, as to the future of Marvel for the next few years. The what the things, fuck happens in it? The, the, the things that happen in Venom 20 um, will not just impact the Venom title, which it very much will, but it will also, another thing that happens in 20, will impact the Marvel Universe for years to come. Um, so I would read that for shoresies. Um let's see um, someone pick this a question
1: about, this was a good question where is it uh, I am thinking this is from Richard at Richard 55869108 cool uh, he was about the 5 millionth person to get the name Richard on Twitter anyway <laughs> uh, I am thinking that the ending of Absolute Carnage is the true beginning of null in the Marvel Universe Six One Six.
2: Well, that's not a question, but
1: don't he put a question mark at the end of it? Okay. Uh, don't don't say anything. We can't say anything about that either. Uh, but it's weird that you picked that
2: question.
0: <laughs> Let's talk Carnage. Brings up uh, with the codices, codexes. Yeah, co- codices, codices. Yeah. So since Eddie had to absorb all the codices is the carnage symbiote still alive within eddie or is the consciousness of eddie
2: venom island on sale soon you shut up venom island on sale soon i promise as with everything if you guys have not been paying attention to the venom book you you know uh venom out there you know how you guys are always asking us hey what about this thing and what about this thing and then an issue comes out and we address that thing um I promise you, if you are wondering about something, it's because we want you to be wondering about it, and we're gonna pick it up later, as we always
0: have. Yeah, keep it real simple for questions here on this podcast. It should be something like, like, how cool is Satan Carnage? Answer: Pretty, pretty cool. I right think I,
1: the, I I was in the in the room when uh, I heard the ending of uh, Donnie's Venom Island book, uh, and it's really cool. It
2: is. It might be one of my favorite endings to the whole, to the like one of the like like, of of all the arcs. Like the ending to Venom Island is. is... It was
1: the type of thing where we all started laughing hysterically, and then we're like, "Yeah, you you have to do that."
2: Yeah, we we started cracking up, and then like, I think Devin and Danny realized that Ryan and I were were laughing for different reasons than they were, and they were like, "Oh, you're gonna do that?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're fucking doing that." Oh yeah, I
1: pitched an (laughs) idea that piggybacked off of it, thinking it was ridiculous, and they were like, "I don't hate that." (laughs)
2: like Ryan and I actually Ryan and I actually talked about this after this last summit they were like we have got to be careful about pitching like dumb versions of cool ideas because at this point our entire team is so like gung ho and like really really loves doing the book and like really loves like all the wacky ideas that like seem to be working that like even the dumbest shit that we throw out everyone's like well let's just try it yeah and we're like "No, no 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 that was a joke no I'm sorry um uh, let me find a, a question.
0: Are you able to answer Michael Green's question as to whether Venom is getting a significant power up uh, from all of the codices that he absorbed? I'm
2: not able to answer it. I am. <laughs> I, am yeah. I am able to answer it in the pages of <gasps> Venom Island on sale soon. I. I.
0: I'm sorry. I, guys. I'm trying to mine for bruh, content.
2: I have. I have something here um someone asked shit where is it i lost it well i'll okay i can't find that one so i'll read it i'm gonna, answer this, other the, I'm gonna one. answer this one i'm yeah.
1: gonna a- answer at neil sugg's question when eddie absorbed all of the codices did you consider making him look like a drastically different venom i didn't want to do that because it felt like we just did we had just powered up carnage and given him a new look and i just and i just felt like you know i didn't want to have both of them suddenly looking completely different
2: it was actually in the script that he was going to look different um and then ryan very wisely uh, ryan and i were actually walking down the street and i was talking about it and ryan was like don't we want eddie to look like venom for the end of this book like don't you want the visual to be venom winning the day not some like nude new design i was like yeah yep yeah, that's absolutely right you know and like. People are like, well, if it's not the Venom symbiote, then how does he look like Venom? Well, like he made it look like Venom in the first place when he when he wore it. Like he, that's that's what he did. He named it the Venom symbiote. Its name is not Venom. In the same way that like Carnage can be Carnage without the symbiote that he first wore. That's not the Carnage symbiote. He put it on and he named himself Carnage. Right? It's mm-hmm. just it's so odd to me. Here's the. This is probably the most important question that we've ever been asked on this show, and I made a really big deal about this. Uh, on my last appearance on this show and I never heard any goddamn feedback about it so I'm so glad that someone is doing this at Skip Edwards Art asked me, did at Don Cates ever find good now and laters? Haven't finished Absolute Carnage but I plan to after the podcast spoils it so that's a question and then, check this out guys at McNutt45 said, yo had a now and later the other day at Don Cates was right shit was weak bring back the thicker in and l's cowards so i'm not crazy
1: yes you're you're
2: absolutely right yeah they're fucking trash and they they are
1: cowards that's a fact
2: they're fucking cowards they're like nerfing the whole world man because fucking little babies out there can't put their little their, their soft little teeth on on real candy you know uh, now,
0: we just have to get a we have to get a change.org petition going. Well, get a I, couple of comic book celebrity signatures right up at the top.
2: That's right, Edgar. I think that uh, the important thing here is that I, you know, if you recall, it was um, it was a two pronged question. The first part of the question was, am I fucking crazy or are they softer? And the second part, and I'll, I'll ask it again in, in, a, in a desperate hope that anyone can help me here. Where can I find the old formula? Venomaniacs, Devil's Advocates, Steg... What, what's your cult
1: called? Rye Animals or Stegmaniacs?
2: Stegmatas is better. I've always liked Stegmatas. Um, uh, <sighs> get, get get at your boy. Get at your boy. Um, you, can, you can DM me. You can tweet me, at Don Cates. You can, you can call me on the phone at 214... 214- uh, oh wait, that's a bad idea. um <laughs> Just, just get at your boy and find and tell me where I can find some old school now and later. Thank you.
1: There's, they gotta be out there. They have to be. They I'm sure they're full be. of preservatives. There's no way they go bad.
2: There's no way they they, they just get harder, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think so. The only think... way to get rid of a now and later is to suck on it until it's soft and then chew it. Man, what are, it, <laughs> it. what are you doing? What are
2: you doing? What are you doing? You doing a thing right now? Are oh, you doing a thing right now? <laughs> All right. Questions. Any any, any 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 last questions? Any last uh, thoughts?
1: Yeah, well, there, we do it. We have one com- comment that I wanted to read from stupid cum bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Ryan. Ryan. What? Why are you calling fans names?
1: Uh, no! This is the name that they chose on Twitter. Now say it again. Uh, well, what's their name? Stupid, cum bitch. Well,
2: I don't you guys can know. Look it up. I That's don't know. Person. I hey, uh, for any of our Disney overlords listening to this, my name is Donnie Cates, and I do not approve what's about to happen on this. So what I'm actually. His
1: comment. It's a real person, and you, he deserves you, you, to be called by his name.
2: I. It's weird that you immediately went to a he.
1: That's a good point.
2: That's telling.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is bad. Oh, uh, it's because you know. Women don't bully comic creators on Twitter.
2: I'd be hard-pressed to believe that a lady, a beautiful lady, named herself such a vile and offensive thing. It, it does sound right. like a like a dirty man who did that.
1: Yes. For I, shame.
2: For shame. This is a, this is a family show.
1: Uh, at Mitch Gosser asked, if you named the issues like how the first issue had chapter names, what would they be? Did we have
2: they would be they'd be really good if I had remembered to do that that was that was a plan you know we had those first three chatter titles and then the plan was to have uh the subsequent issues all start off on one of those logo pages and have a title but here's the problem with, with that um when you when you write a comic book script you are always very keen on what your page turn reveals are right so Page, uh, page two is a page turn, page four is a page turn, so on and so forth, right? Um, it's one of the tools in a writer's bag of tricks as to how I can, I can control the pace at which you read at. And it's the only way to hide something from a reader is, is, is to do these turn page reveals. So I'm always very, um, uh, I always pay a lot of attention to those when I write scripts. And I had written issues two and three um, and had completely forgotten about it. And by the time that we would be able to go back in there and put those those title pages in, you gotta think about it. If 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 I had written it as as page one and then page two is my turn page, well then all of a sudden the first page is a is a title page, and now my page one is my page two, my page two is my page three. You know so on and so forth so it fucks up all my turn pages now that's no excuse i should have built it in and done it because it would have looked really cool for the trade if they all had chapter titles uh but alas you live and you learn
1: i would say issue two would be called mac and miles get got
2: yep uh-huh
1: yeah so was, what happened in three? oh uh, uh
2: the hulk the hulkening
1: to or venom smash maybe venom
2: smash yeah and then, More sex and violence. Oh, sex and violence is good. Um, issue
1: four uh, uh, is just the, like hail Satan.
2: No, I would call it. I would call it. I would call it paint it black.
1: Yeah, that'd be good.
2: Yeah, um, and then issue five would be um, um, uh, fucking. I don't know.
1: Necroswordphilia. perfect
2: perfect perfect Perfect. isn't that a radiohead album
1: yeah probably i Um, mean the last
0: really relevant question that i'm seeing right now is from comics now on twitter he's asking uh are so are the clintar symbiotes essentially just filled with null shit uh since he was locked in there for such a long time no actually
2: um you know how this is a true fact you know how null is Lord of the Abyss, um, the the um, you know the all that was there before there was anything there, um, actually the void of space, that's his poop.
0: Oh wow, yeah. yeah I mean that's obvious. Yeah.
2: All that darkness, that's his duty, baby. Yeah, so we they, are they literally. That question. Yeah, thank you. I was actually kind of saved me a few pages. I was going to get to that.
0: Um, We are actually... So in making his journey back to Earth, he's kind of wading through his own shit. Like the
2: motherfucking Shawshank Redemption. That's right.
0: That's pretty cool. See, they set it all up from the beginning. The pieces were all there.
1: I have a question for Ethan. Oh, yeah? Have you read issue five?
0: Of course I have. Then what's your questions for us? Oh, oh my god. All right. (laughs) I already asked several questions, Ryan. Uh, I was like, what's up with Dylan? Dylan. And Donnie was like, go read Venom number 20. And I was like, shit, all right. Um yep. Now, I mean, so, like, did you guys collaborate directly with Bagley uh, together? Like, did you get to meet up in person, or was it kind of a phone call situation? What was up with that?
2: Oh, yeah, we both know Mark. I mean, we, we hung out with Mark at, uh, what show was that, Ryan?
1: What, um, uh, Connecticut, Terrific
2: Con- Yeah, Terrific Con. We, we, we hung out with Mark and kind of, I mean, I talk to Mark Bagley almost literally every day because we're doing Venom Island together. And for people who don't know this about Mark, he's kind of a legend. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's, he's a legend for his breadth and scope of his work and how great he is. But he's also very well known for how unbelievably fast he is. Um, it's a, it's, it is insane. Yeah. And so I end up talking to Bags, like, every day because he turns in a, a new page almost every goddamn day. Um, and so that, that, that actually worked out to be perfect when, um, when, when we asked him to jump on to Absolute and, and do those three pages for us, because uh, probably any other artist who was like full time in the middle of another book couldn't, couldn't have done that in a million years, you know?
0: I actually met uh, Mark at a little convention back in the day, back when I was a child. I was a small child. Oh, you're not a
1: child anymore? When
0: did, when did you graduate? Did that happen? Childhood? Did you have a bar mitzvah? No, yeah. As of, uh, I believe it was last year, uh, I, I ended childhood. Oh, cool. Um, Congrats. Yeah, no thanks. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah? <laughs> um, but no, I as a child, I went to a, a little convention, and uh, Mark Bagley was there. And at the time, he was my f- favorite artist ever because of Ultimate Spider-Man. And I, I got to his, like, booth, and I saw him sitting there, and I, like, froze up. I got so fucking nervous, and my mother had to, like, like nudge me to go talk to him. Uh, they had to get me out of my frozen state, and I, I went over to him, and he kind of razzed me a little bit. Like, I was like, oh my god, I love Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, and he was like, which one is that again? And I was like, ah, ah, so... Yeah, that's, 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 that's what it was like when I talked to comic creators back in the day.
1: I have a, I have a, a cool story about him um, from back in the day when I used to go to local conventions. He was at um, a pretty small convention here. He hadn't done Ultimate Spider-Man yet. He had done a bunch of Spider-Man, though. I think he may have been doing Thunderbolts at the time or something. But my buddy was waiting in line to get a sketch, and he's got this huge line of people waiting to get sketches. And I have this friend who's got, like, the Midas touch where he just – he always, like, gets things for free and stuff. And he got up to the front of the line, and and Bagley was just tired of doing sketches. And he just looked at him, and he had a pile of original art, and he gave him a Spider-Man splash page. He just goes, here. Uh, Ah, ah, come
0: on, come on. But he bullied me. Yeah, he uh,
2: (laughs) – I remember at that at that Trificon, uh, it was actually the first time I had talked to Mark through email and stuff like that, gearing up for for the for the for the book and everything. And uh, you know, I'd been to shows where he was there and we'd been in bars together, but we never really hung out or talked. And um, at Trificon, I'm gonna introduce myself and was just like, I'm so excited to be working together, man. This is gonna be so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And then later on the day, he just walked over to our table and he gave me a free sketch of Venom. Just like, just like whipped one up and gave it to me and signed it and everything. And just handed it to me. And I was like, I was like, Mark, what are you- why? What is thank you? Like, what is this for? And he's like, that is an advance apology for how much you're gonna fucking hate me by the end of this book. <laughs> like how much like, like how much of a pain in the ass I'm gonna be. And here's the thing: it was funny at the time. But I don't know what he's talking about. He's a delight. He's an eternal delight to, w- to work with. Like, he's a... That's con- just the way he...
1: Because, t- remember, he also said to me, he goes... He shook my hand, and he said, I I fucking hate you. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And he goes, you're doing great fucking work. <laughs> I was like, all right.
2: Yeah, he's just a... He's just a, 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 he's, he's hilarious, and he's just a, a a consummate professional. You know, he's a... An old school guy, man, and it's it is an honor and a privilege to be working with him. His venom is the venom I grew up with, you know. And God, I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, this. Is, I mean, he's,
1: he's the guy that you were. You kept telling me thin, sexy waist like Bagley, thin, sexy. Yeah, waist, that's like right.
2: Yeah, like our. Our our venom design is is based on his venom design because Todd always drew him real bulky and everything, and then when, when the Protector came out, he was like kind of slick and you know and, and, and real like well, um.
1: And in the Marvel universe, he had definitely gone through a thing where he be, basically became a monster, all right? Time. And we wanted yeah. to bring him back to sort of a, you know, human monster hybrid.
0: No, you wanted to be able just to like see teeth them all over his body, teeth on his arms, just a big right. teeth monster. Well, we just
2: wanted to be able to see the human inside the monster, you know, which is right. not just metaphorical. So, um, so thank you to bags, big ups to you, buddy. Um, thank you so much for joining us um, on the book. Um, what else, guys? Do we have anything else? I thought you
0: were outroing the show. I thought you were like, "Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us." Um, it's like, hey, we didn't agree
2: on this. I have, uh, I have one last question for you guys. If, if there were two people on the moon, and one of them killed the other person with a rock, would that be fucked up?
0: Uh, this is our recurring segment.
2: Would that be fucked up? Is the greatest question
0: <laughs> of all time. I think the consensus that we came to was that, yeah. it, especially if it is an Earth rock then it's fucked up. That is
2: the most fucked up. Yeah, that's the most fucked up version of that. Four <laughs> Um All right, I'm out of gas. I'm tired.
0: That's how we should end every show. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm running on fumes right now, so.
2: I don't have anything else to comment on. You guys were just talking about some shit, and I was checking Twitter. <laughs> um, I, I I'm not doing us any more favors.
0: So yeah, I mean we could go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, but congratulations, boys, on y- your big epic is out. It's done, uh, and I-, I think I think everybody is really happy with it. I know I am. Um, so yeah, congrats uh, and congratulations on this podcast. Honestly, it's probably the yeah, bigger the money achievement of the two still. out of the out of absolute carnage doing? in this podcast. I'd probably say. I'd probably, you know, I'd probably say this podcast is better than Watchmen.
1: Well, I would say I think that we work harder on the podcast than we do yeah. on the book. And you know what? Um,
2: it's 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 beginning to pay off, and I'm glad that you guys reminded me about this because you know, um, uh, you know, sometimes I do get really tired, and like I am right now. And what I like to do at the end of a of a of a really long day is lay down on my brand new Casper mattress.
1: No.
0: Casper mattress
2: uh, can d- d- deliver right to your door. <laughs> In a size of a a refrigerator Refrigerator, box, Uh, a a small refrigerator, and Casper has patented uh, uh, technology to help you get a better night's sleep. So shop at CasperMattress.com and enter the code word uh, Stegman Uh, to get your
0: offer.
1: I, I also have a sponsor, uh, Lisa Mattresses. Oh, no! Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're so fucked. It's funny you should say that, because I one of your Twitter questions was, uh, did you guys see that baby Yoda? And so I was going to I was gonna be like, oh, uh, our new segment, what are Donnie and Ryan watching on Disney Plus? Yeah,
2: Disney Plus brought to you by the fine folks at, uh, I don't know, I'm so tired. Um, I did see that Mandalorian. <laughs> um... Yeah man, I liked it it's better crazy. when it was called Cosmic Ghost Rider, goddamn. Oh shit. Oh, oh snap. shit. what's up now? Yeah, cuz <laughs> I invented I invented wanderless samurais walking around with babies strapped to their chest. We're all just stealing from Lone Wolf and Cub. It's okay.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> let's talk about uh, Terminator.
2: Well, yeah, okay. You know what? Hey, we don't let's really No, it. let's let's cue in. Let's cue in Ryan, Ryan and Donnie's movie review corner. So drop we that went and
1: saw Terminator Dark Fate today.
2: Drop that jingle in. Hold on, motherfuckers. Drop that jingle in right here, Edgar. And then
1: now we're back. Alright. Yeah. Ryan, there? have you seen any good have you good have you seen any good movies lately? Uh, Terminator Dark Fate starring Linda Hamilton. Uh, people I don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Yep. Hannah Montana. Um I,
1: my official uh, review is, there's a lot of stupidity, but it's a good movie, and I
0: like I it. I agree. Yeah.
2: I, directed by Tim Miller of Deadpool fame. Um, Ryan and I Donnie saw it. die
0: delirious
2: <laughs> right now. Don, Ryan and I.
0: I think we've found the secret to getting Donnie's energy back. Which Donnie, is just all of a sudden, handbrake turn, reformatting to a different show. Yeah, let's just do
2: a new show. Uh, Ryan and I went and saw it here in lovely Louis, Louisville at Louisville's worst theater. Um, yep.
0: Maybe the worst. They, oh, is this another sponsor?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say what theater it was, but I think you know what you did. Um, uh, I, they had no heat in the theater. No, That's literally true. no heat in the theater. Ryan and I were bundled up um, like we were dying on like, the Oregon Trail. And we, we also ate dinner there because we're hobos. And I ordered some pretzel bites and... Literally no bullshit. Ryan will back me up on this. I, I ordered these pretzel bites. And the guy was like, Oh, okay, hold on. And he went to the back. He went to the back for a long time. He wasn't there for a, yes. a while. And then he came back with a trash bag. An actual trash bag filled with pretzel bites. <laughs> and then he asked me
1: Yeah.
2: A, a, asked me if I wanted them to be salted, to which I gave him a glare that implied a doy. I want them salted their pretzels. And then he got out a, a water bottle that you would use to spray a naughty cat. And he just, like, sprayed water all over him right in front of my face and then put him in a microwave for two minutes, which you would recognize <laughs> as being exactly one minute and 30 seconds too long for any bread product. Um, they were super-duper hard and stale and awful. Um, that being said, Terminator Dark Fade, five stars out of five stars.
1: One of the best scenes in any Terminator movie was... Arnold talking about drapery, you'll know when you see it. It's
2: absolutely phenomenal, um, phenomenal, and that so that's been that's been Ryan and Donnie's film corner. Edgar, take us out.
0: That's our extended commentary on Absolute Carnage. That's our extended commentary on Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, thank you, mm-hmm. everybody, so much for listening. I'm outroing the show now, Donnie. That's what uh, we're doing it now. Oh, okay. Um, so everybody, If you want to get in contact with the show, do so. Go to StegmanOfFriends.com uh, You can find all of the uh, episodes to download and comment on. You can email us at StegmanOfFriends at gmail.com You can tweet to us at StegmanShow. You can tweet to Donnie at Don Cates. You can tweet to Ryan at Ryan Stegman. I am at Tales to Astonish. Uh, Griffin, our dead producer, he is at Griff Sheridan.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, where can they send flowers for Griffin's Oof. funeral?
2: More like we're like, Grief Sheridan. Oh, shit. Say, <laughs> take that, motherfucker. Yeah, got him.
0: Donnie has clearly not had his <laughs> Tic Tacs for the episode. Fucking so tired, you guys.
2: I'm actually eating Sour Patch Water Malones.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh those are from the movie theater. <laughs> they are. They are. I'm still jamming on them, dude. <laughs> you wanna, hey, let me tell you one other thing about the movie theater real quick. I, yeah. We're, we're done, basically, but... When I went to order popcorn, (laughs) as I was ordering it, a woman came up and set her popcorn on the table and said, could you make more popcorn? Because this tastes really disgusting. (laughs) And then then he goes and he makes more, but he's like waiting for it to make. And then he just gets me the old popcorn and puts it. (laughs) (laughs) And I look at Ryan
2: and I'm like, what are you going to do right now, man? he's like, eh, fuck it. I'll eat it. And we left. And he ate the garbage popcorn.
1: And it was gross. It tasted like chemicals. It was
2: really bad, and we both ate it.
0: He thought that he could get away with treating comic book celebrities that way. I know. He,
1: listen, these guys had no idea what was going on. <laughs> it was a, more of a
2: Dungeons and Dragons type of an
0: atmosphere. Yeah.
1: This was 4 o'clock on a Thursday. This is the type of people that work at the movie theater. That's okay. all
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah. So people like me, the producer of the show. <laughs> you work in a movie theater? No, but I'm, you know, I'm on that minimum wage grind. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much for Donnie. Of course. Thanks so much, Donnie, for doing your best to to, to be here. Wow. Ryan, for for leaning forward this episode, I have to say.
1: I almost set I almost laid down. I'm on um, the uh... I might
0: do Next episode, Ryan lays down. <laughs> All right. Thanks so Bye. much, everybody. Bye. Bye.